today's topic, when I was thinking about it back in really parts of October and November when I was preparing for it, I was thinking on how generous the Lord has been to me with his love and his grace and the family and the friends that he has bestowed upon me, and then the generosity of God's job skills that he gave to me that prepared me to be a mom in so many ways. I was a speech and language therapist for eight years, and every school year I looked at each child as a gift that they were to me. And in making their IEPs, their individual educational plans, I was trying to see what sounds those kids were not articulating correctly and how could I best help them and what vocabulary skills did I need to increase and how could I help refine their sentence structure. And with the speech and articulation students, I made this big chart and it had steps going up and it said steps to speech. And every child had a little flag that they got to move up the steps. And first she started out, I see Mary Jean blinking and the back, our elf has arrived. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me get back to these steps to success right here. It was the flashing lights that got my attention. Anyway, the kids started out with how they could make their sound by themselves, then make it at the beginning of a word, the end of a word, the middle of a word, and a two-word phrase. Keep that part in your head. A three-word phrase and a sentence, and they could say their sound in conversational speech. A two-word phrase kept popping up in my head when I was doing my devotion several months ago, and it made me look back on those speech therapy days when my students were on the step of two-word phrases. And the phrase that I kept on running into was, one another. So I opened up Bible Gateway, and it gave me 190 responses, 190 verses. So I started reading to these 190 verses. The verses in the Old Testament were doom and gloom, dire predictions. I was going, oh gosh, this is not what I was looking for. But then when I got to the New Testament, it began to apply to today's character trait of generosity. We are to be generous to one another in our words and in our actions. And so we think, so we will do. I need reminders to do this daily, especially the ones that I love the most. Well, as usual, when I open up my file for that month's talk, I'm sort of overwhelmed with all the post-it notes and the napkins and the little pieces of papers and the cut-out magazine articles that I have put into the file. So when I opened up my generosity file, I was like, oh gosh, I have way too much material here. And then I started thinking, I bet that's the way that y'all feel sometimes whenever we stand up here too. There's way too much material. But you know what? Every family is different, and no two moms are alike. So preferably, there will be one idea that you can take home with you and implement that within your family. It's just so easy to get overwhelmed at Christmas time, as Sandy was saying earlier, and all the preparations and the list that come along with it. Let me share three verses that I have hid in my heart. You may already know them, but that has got, they have got me through a plethora of trials. The first one is Psalm 46.10, to be still and know that I am God. That's where it all starts. 
The second one is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And the last one, as moms, we all need 1 Corinthians 15.58, which is to stand firm and to let nothing sway you whatsoever. Christmas can bring out the best and the worst of generosity in us. We can be like Tiny Tim in the Christmas Carol and say, God bless us, everyone. Or we can be like Scrooge and say, Bah humbug. It's a choice. In Christmas of 2002, Stevie was a senior in high school, and she had a bad case of senioritis. And when the family decorating the tree night came around, she came in the living room and stood and said, I am not putting on the tree lights this year. And I looked at her because Steve had already said, I'm not, and Matt had already said he was not, and now Stevie was not. And me, well, I really don't like the tree wires, the light wires to show, and I was very good at giving explicit directions on how they should put the lights on the tree. And I claimed that those branches made my arms itch, and that's why I, you know, I could not do it. So since it was her last year at home full-time, and I wanted my words to build up and be generous, I did the lights solo by myself. So 2003 rolls around. I walk in the door with our first pre-lit Christmas tree. So Steve looks at me and he says, how much was it? And I looked at him and I said, I had a coupon from Christmas Place for 20% and you don't want to know how much this tree was. Well, he finally did. I did produce the bill. His eyebrows rose, and I said, Honey, just think of it this way. It's a lot cheaper to buy the pre-lit tree than it is to have counseling, which is what we would have to have after we put the lights on together. And it is so true, so true. It's one of his favorite Christmas stories. I think he tells it every year, you know, to someone. But moms... This Christmas, be generous in your thoughts and your words and your actions and in your manners to others. The common denominator in all four areas is love. It is placing feet to our faith. So may we prioritize our time as families, cutting down on the outside events and stay home. Maybe you could try a few of these little suggestions Increase intimacy in your family by hugging more. Make sure you hug each one of your children every day. Plan a family game night. This alone can increase generosity in your sharing, your taking turns, sportsmanship, and also teaching your children how to lose gracefully. That means sometimes we have to change our attitude and not be so competitive whenever we play games too. Ride around the neighborhood and view the decorations. Better yet, get out and walk the neighborhood and talk together. Ask your kids questions, not ones that can be answered with a yes or a no or an okay, but questions like, tell me one thing that was wonderful about your day today. Or what's your favorite thing about Christmas that you like to do? Talk instead of turning on the TV. Better yet, have a weekly one-night no-TV rule and then see if you can carry it out in 2015. Go to a mall 
and look at the decorations. Have dinner out. Your kids don't care if they go to Ruth Chris or if they go to McDonald's. All they want is just you and time that they can spend with you. Go and watch the boat parade. It's next Saturday night, December the 12th. Go early, take a picnic, take some games, have fun together as a family. Make a meal together, color and draw and display that artwork. Listen to Christmas music together, snuggling on the couch without any outside interferences whatsoever. And dads love to have the cars washed, so wash the car together and then... Find the perfect time to make that hose go a little wild whenever you're washing the cars as a family. There's a mom that I've been trying to get together with for a couple of months, and our schedules just keep on conflicting. And a couple of weeks ago, Steve and I had an opening, and so I called her up spur of the moment, apologized. But would they like to get together, she and her husband? And she goes, no, they had plans. I was disappointed, but I loved her reply. Dad and daughter were going to Indian Princess, and mother and sons were going out on a dinner date. Moms, spend times with your families. Psalm 127, 4 and 5 tells us our children are like arrows, and blessed is the mom, the man, whose quiver is full. It takes a warrior parent to take that error and warrior moms are we in today's world to take the arrow and to shape it the Lord formed our children with resilience and he will help us to strengthen them to straighten them out and to sharpen their skills so then we can shoot them from the bow we're to give our children roots then wings I just love this saying I first saw it on the bedroom wall whenever Steve and I were dating at Marshall University in West Virginia, and I would go to spend the weekend with his family. And then I used the saying so much, the girlfriend gifted me with the red plaque here, give your children roots and wings. And then whenever we came, my in-laws moved to Florida, and this little plaque was in the guest bedroom. So it made even more sense to me because now Stevie and Matt were our little roots underneath our roof. They were little birds inside our nest, and we were trying to give them roots and wings so they could fly from the nest whenever they grew up. Give your children roots, then wings. We will not always be there, but the Lord God will be. He will never leave, nor will he ever forsake our children. We need to teach our kids to depend upon him and to hide his word within their hearts. It's very important to memorize scripture together as a family. Our words of love and affirmation bring healing to our children. Whenever we are wrong, we need to just suck it up and to tell them that we were wrong, especially if we have made a premature conclusion. Our words must be sincere and heartfelt. Make your home a haven where your children always feel at ease that they can be who the Lord intended them to be. We not, might not like always. We might not like our children always, but we do love them to pieces. Our children over the years are going to face rejection and disappointment, ridicule 
and threats and accusation and loneliness. And at times they might even feel abandoned. They will feel misunderstood so many times. And they will need our words of love and affirmation. They will need, as what First Thessalonians 5.11 says, encouragement from another person. Open up your mom magazine and on page three you'll see the happy heart and about one-third of the way down you will see 31 generous phrases for 31 days. There's 31 days in the month of December and these are 31 things that you can say to generously encourage your children. Let's read them together. Wow, well done. I'm proud of you. Read with me. Nice work. Nothing can stop you. You're a winner. You figured it out. Bingo. Terrific. You're a trooper. You are a good friend. I respect you. You are the best. I love you. Way to go. Looking good. Hooray for you. This is incredible. Super work. You are so responsible. You are a treasure. Awesome. Excellent. I knew you could do it. You're catching on. Bravo. You're on target. You're unique. Hip, hip, hooray. What a good listener you are. Give me a hug. I love you. You can compliment efforts within your children whenever a new skill has also been developed. Tell them how proud you are of them whenever they have carried out a random act of kindness. Beware of complimenting your children, though, whenever you say they are doing something that they did not do, because it will only bring a feeling of superiority and pride within themselves, and that is not a generous spirit. We want to pray that our children are humble and gentle like Jesus, that they are confident, but they are never prideful. Identify those character strengths within your child, and you can post them on the fridge. When they have a bad day, say, I love you, and then go and read the list to your children. Who doesn't love to hear what somebody else thinks about them? Children respond to our sincere compliments. Add in the new strengths as you see them develop. And when you see a spark of a character trait that's just beginning, Go ahead and add it on the list, too. But beware of saying, you didn't do that whenever you did, blank. Try to keep your words generous and positive. Prayerfully, your generous, positive words will reinforce the character trait that's been carried out so that they will be consistent at doing it. Ephesians 4 or 5 tells us to speak the truth in love. Well, our children will be who we tell them they are. And our children will be who they pray them to be. There's a character list back on the pool table. It's in the little stand-up thing. It has over 50 character traits on it. Pick up one before you leave today. Peruse that list and try to choose the character traits that best personify your child right now. And start your list and stick it up on the fridge. Hopefully by the time they graduate from high school, there will be 20 plus character traits on that fridge that they can see what you think about them. Another bonus is whenever your kids can read and they can go read the list for themselves and see what you see in them. But more importantly, when their friends come over, 
and their friends read that list that's on the fridge, their friends see what you think about them, and you then are putting it in their minds what a role model your child is too. I call it a two-for-one, that's for sure. I do have a warning, though, that you cannot be your child's savior. Your children need Jesus as their savior, and only they can make that decision. It cannot be forced. When the word of God, though, is read within the homes and verses are memorized and practiced, our children are more apt to positively respond. Proverbs 22.6 tells us to start off children on the right way, and when they are old, they won't depart from it. Unfortunately, when King Solomon penned this words, he did not define what the term old was. King Solomon wrote the Proverbs, and Proverbs are wise, saying they're not a prophecy and they're not a promise. They are just wise words. It is very noteworthy to share with your children that you are praying for them, and sometimes you have to wait for God's little nudges on that. You can add in how you are praying for them. We pray for our children to turn their hearts to the Lord and never, ever give up praying that for your children. If you want to practice a simple way of praying, please come to Ponder Prayer. We meet two times a month on a Tuesday mornings, 8.30 to 9.30 in the 620 house. We have a prayer sheet. It's very, very simplistic. You take the prayer sheet home with you. It's six verses that we do every two weeks. So you're learning a lot of scripture that you can be praying for your family. We have five rotating prayer leaders this year. There's Beth Hendricks and Sandy Ives and Lauren Caston-Smith and Liz Lacey and then myself. So please join us two Tuesdays a month over in the 620 house. Getting back to our children needing Jesus in their life, they need the Holy Spirit, who I call Jesus' sidekick, to come and guide them and to comfort them and to encourage them and to be that small, still voice that reminds them who they are in Christ Jesus, what they mean to him, and uh uh-uh, you better not do that. He's pretty good at reminding us. The Holy Spirit will also support our children when we're not there, as it says in John 16. He will reassure them, as Romans 8.16 tells us. And Romans 8.26 tells us that he will intercede for us, for our children, with groans words cannot express. Moms, be generous and pray for your families to set goals. A new year is coming up. Set goals to encourage success. Without a vision, the people will perish, as Proverbs tell us. Set a goal to pray as a family and to have devotions. Read a passage of scripture and then explain what it means. Set goals with your families in 2015. Today, our little gift to you is going to be a little notebook that you can start writing, first off, your 10 happy heart verses this month, and hopefully every month thereafter. We have verses that we have in every time that we have happy home and that we have marriage moments. Start your own scripture book 
verses, and then every day flip through those book, that little book, so that you could start hiding the word of God within your heart. It's very important for our children to see their moms learning scripture because then they know the value and how important it is. So in closing, may our words this month display true, heartfelt generosity. Generosity of spirit overrides a critical spirit and judgmentalism. Generosity carried out with humility brings glory to the Lord. Be generous in saying, I love you daily to each one of your family members. Be generous in your smiles. Patiently give instructions over and over and over again until your children get it right. Following James 119's wonderful words to be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. Our children are treasures from the Lord, and you, each and every one of you, are treasures from the Lord. May our words be loving and encouraging. Be still and know that he is God. He gave his son Jesus to us this Christmas. He is a God of second chances. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. It's all a matter of you water and you wait and you see.